often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to the Slapbox Podcast. This is episode 407. I am your host, Josh Albrecht. Once again, inside the Slapbox Bunker. Almost said the Muffin Hut, but no, I'm clearly in the Slapbox Bunker. Was out with the Muffin Man earlier. We did go on a on a ride in his Jeep, and it was fucking hot out there. And humid as shit. It was rough. Very, uh... Very hot one, but uh, heat will take it out of you too, man. I was tired. I ran a little bit earlier before that, and uh, I don't do a whole lot of that these days. So uh, I'll try to bring some energy. I'll dig deep. As, uh, yeah, this episode 407, so uh, two away from 409, and I still don't have the desire to want to uh, guzzle some 409 as on episode 409 as uh, Shelly had uh, suggested doing uh I guess that was last last week week before I don't, I don't recall what episode we were we were doing but uh <clears throat> but yeah uh hopefully everyone out there's uh, all right you know feel, feeling all right and uh and uh yeah it's uh crazy times we're living in, in the middle of a pandemic and like massive protests everywhere is uh it's been rough, man. Uh, little time. This is not. This is a crazy year. Is uh, yeah. Uh, you know, thinking about all these protests and then the police killing all the the uh, black men recently. Well, and I guess there's uh, the the woman. I forget her name, but uh, of course George Floyd is the uh, big one right now. Um, there in uh, Minnesota, but. Uh, <clears throat> I, uh, back, I couldn't tell you what year it was, I was 17, so, <laughs> I'd have to do the math to figure out what year it was, but I was, I, I was like, I want to say 17 at the time, and, uh, I was in East St. Louis, now, I wasn't in, like, the worst part of, like, East St. Louis, I wasn't in, like, the greatest area either, like, I wasn't in, like, Sauge, Illinois, or anything quite like that, or Brooklyn, but, uh, I was, uh, I believe it was in Belleville. It was either Belleville or Cahokia, Illinois, which is around that area-ish. It was, uh... I was visiting my cousin Jason for, like, the, uh... I don't remember if it was, like, a week or just a few days. It might have just been, like, the weekend kind of thing. But I went and stayed over at his house. Uh, he grew up in Illinois. And, uh... He's, like, a year younger than me. So he was, like, 16. I was, like, 17. We were both... We were both still underage. I was, if I remember correctly, I was like barely. Like I was going to be turning 18 fairly soon. However, uh, now <clears throat> we were out late and uh, we didn't do anything crazy. Like uh, n- neither one of us at the time like were into doing drinking or any alcohol or anything of, of the sort. And uh, no no drug abuse. And so like, like I think... <laughs> Well, man, did we drink? No, I'm thinking about. Did we have some alcohol? I don't. I don't recall having any alcohol, but maybe we did have a little bit of alcohol. But uh, now that I'm thinking back, but there was. Uh, we had gone to Steak and Shake, and it was late at late at night. It was past midnight. So being underage and past midnight, you know, it was after curfew. And uh, <clears throat> I bring this up because I, you know, I know that if I wasn't white, this night probably would have ended a lot differently. Um, but we were, uh, we had left Steak and Shake. Again, we are in East St. Louis, basically. I, I want to say in, like, the Belleville area. And, like, uh, <clears throat> if you, even if you're not from, like, the Missouri area, you're not from St. Louis, I'm sure you've probably heard of East St. Louis. Or, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's not Ferguson, but Ferguson's, it's hard to say what's worse. Like, for, you know, I, I don't live in the area, but there's, uh, <clears throat> there's some rough neighborhoods around that area. And we left uh, Steak and Shake, and again, the only thing we had really done is we were out past curfew. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I recall, uh, I, my recollection of it is, isn't too great now. I mean, this is, I'm, 
39 had the thing i almost said 38 like damn it i'm 39 i'm pushing 40 here uh so it's over 20 years and uh 20 yeah anyway so uh 22 years i really didn't need to do that math (laughs) that hurts every time i think about it um so yeah we we left steak and shake and we had we were with a friend of his and he was 18 and uh the cops uh, saw us walking on the street, and then I I had been stopped, like, around here, you know, in Washington, Missouri, and Franklin County there, and uh, I had been stopped a few times for uh, being out past curfew, and, you know, the cops gave me some shit. Usually they would just drive me home and, you know, like, you know, give me the third degree on what I was doing and such. Like, there was the one time I... When I was working at a restaurant called called Bartholomew's, where they pulled me over and arrested me, and the guy, w- I had my check stub. I just got paid. And I smelled like the restaurant. He he would just kept 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 grilling me, and I was getting very annoyed. But uh, he just drove me home, talked to my dad. My dad was pissed. But uh, <laughs> on this particular night in Illinois, uh, my cousin, again, we had done the only thing that we had done that we would get in trouble for was curfew. Now, most likely, I think the cops, if anything, they would have just taken us back to his mom's house, woken up his mom, and she probably would have been uh, pissed off that they woke her up. And, you know, probably let us have it over that. But, uh, no, he was like, fuck this, let's run. <laughs> so <laughs> so I'm like, well, fuck, he's running, and, like, I guess I have to run, too, because, like, if I get caught, then, like, I have to explain, you know, why he, then, like, it's going to be a whole mess and I knew, like, that, man, this seems like a horrible idea, like, running from a cop. But, uh, I guess they were out of shape. And, again, I was, like, 17, so, you know, I didn't, I wasn't really active, but I was in good shape because I was 17. <laughs> um, <laughs> I could probably kick the ass out of that kid, uh, that 17-year-old now running, hopefully. Well, I haven't been running much lately. But we ran, and it was, like, his buddy that was 18, like, just walked off in another direction. He's like, I don't know if I can give a fuck. I'm 18. My cousin's running. I'm like, fuck, I'm staying with him. And I don't live anywhere near here, so I guess I better start running. And uh, I'm pretty sure the cops didn't pull their guns. <laughs> but, again, you know, we're in East St. Louis. They're used to a lot of crime in that area. And... uh like I feel like that night had we been black like it it could have ended very differently or there's a good strong chance but like thankfully you know nothing happened we actually got away from the cops we started running through fields subdivisions and like they chased us for a good long while they had at least gotten into the subdivision where his mom had lived and like they had their searchlights out and stuff and, like we're peeking out the windows like oh fuck oh you know and the heart rate's just like fucking pounding which is absurd because, again, like, we, it would have been like a slap on the wrist for us. if it, Well, after we ran from the cops, it probably would have been a different story. But uh, I'm sure we would have seen some trouble over that. However, we uh, we did uh, <laughs> we did manage to get away. <laughs> and in hindsight, not a, not a great idea. Like, again, we, it would have just been a hassle. I mean, it would have to like uh deal with it but uh that was definitely a time of like man i like can only imagine if i didn't have win the lottery at birth with uh being a, a white uh heterosexual male and american at to- on top of that i mean that is a privilege that i am aware of but you know it's uh yeah you know i, I don't really have a whole lot to say say on it like it's uh, uh i i know that uh, i was possibly gonna stop by a protest tomorrow i'm not sure what time i, I guess about four ish or so i'm not unsure of the location but i was gonna stop by for at least a little bit potentially um <clears> though <throat> i am still fucking paranoid about the fucking virus man i went to walgreens the other day and the cashier <laughs> uh well there was a few people and there was like two people in line in front of me and then uh, there was uh two or three people that came up behind me and then a woman over in the photo area said like hey anybody wants in a real big hurry 
come over here and check out and I should have just immediately went over there but I didn't I stayed where I was I was like no I'll just fucking because there were other people that had already as soon as she said that went over to the line I'm like well fuck alright I'll wait and uh <clears throat> but the cashier she uh as soon as it got to the, like one guy in front of me she started coughing like all over the place man and it was it was like really bad like she couldn't stop coughing and like but the guy in front of me and me were both like just getting like super paranoid and like just like oh fuck we're not really saying anything it was like you know the tension in there got a little palpable it was uh <laughs> and uh he had a soda there and to her defense I mean she did cough into her shoulder and she was wearing a mask I was wearing a mask the gentleman in front of me was not wearing a mask but uh he did ask if he could uh <laughs> use one of her Clorox wipes that she had to clean the drink off and uh, she was uh, didn't really seem to want to do that and uh, he's like well either that or you know I want a new drink and uh, finally she gave, gave him the uh, Clorox wipe and then uh, then I went up and just like oh, I was like oh fuck let's just get out of here I went home immediately and like fucking washed my hands and shit <laughs> though to be fair though in our county unless they're lying to us about the numbers, there's still not that many p- cases of it here. So, like, I feel fairly safe here. But, you know, I, I don't know. Fuck, man. I don't want that shit. I just read a thing earlier that uh, people that have had it are still having effects. Some people have effects, like, months later of having it. And, like, people in their 30s. It's crazy shit, man. Don't fuck with that shit. But, uh... Speaking of protests and stuff, like, man, I've been really, uh, really rocking some, uh, rage against the machine lately. Like, I've, uh, I was there for a little bit trying to teach my roommate's son how to play guitar, but he he just kind of wasn't that interested in it. Gave up, but I had, uh, worked a little bit more on Bulls on Parade, and uh, unfortunately I don't have a wah pedal at the moment, so I can't make it do it quite right but been really rocking some Tom Morello and uh it's just good shit good shit I mean that brings me back to the days when I was like 17 and rocking that shit <laughs> rocking a lot of that stuff I don't think it was uh, playing in my head when I was running from the cops though I don't think there was anything it was just just a, a heart pounding and just like fuck <laughs> like why are we doing why are we running <laughs> sheer terror is like you know you look guilty when you run <laughs> uh but uh <clears throat> yeah i wouldn't advise doing that if you're on curfew man don't fucking run unless you think that they might kill you then you know run hide something but uh other news i uh man i just saw on the associated press uh kurt thomas he was the first U.S. man to win the world gym title. Uh, died at 64. Uh, now, people nowadays may not be too familiar with him, but uh, he was a uh, he won a world championship gold medal as a gymnast, of course. And uh, <clears throat> after competing in the 76 Olympics, Thomas won the floor exercise in 78 world champs, Strasbourg, France, the first U.S. men's title, and 79 worlds in Fort. Texas, he successfully defended the floor exercise title and won the horizontal bar. But uh, the most important thing to me about Kurt Thomas, though, is not the Olympic gold. Uh, <clears throat> or well, I guess he didn't get Olympic gold. He had the world gym title, but he missed out on an Olympic gold because they boy- the uh, United States boycotted the AV Olympics. But uh, <clears throat> he... Uh, <laughs> he was the star of Jim fucking Kata. Jim Kata is... Uh, this crazy ninja movie from the 80s. Let's see, it says here... Uh, eight, 1985 That's when the movie came out. Now, in the 80s and even into the 90s, like, fucking ninja movies were the bee's knees, especially for, you know, chill children, you know? I was a child of the 80s and 90s, and fucking I loved ninja movies, and Jim Cotta was... I, he, he might have even played him his character's name might have even been Kurt Thomas in the fucking movie I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna look up the IMDB on this because this movie 
I fucking loved this movie as a kid. Like I, <laughs> like it was my favorite ninja movie, and it's not. It's sort of a ninja. I mean, it's it's a fucking ninja movie, but it wasn't like the one that like everybody. It wasn't like a you know American Ninja was like one of the the biggest ones. Like and well, Karate Kid was like the most mainstream success, but it wasn't really ninjas. Like uh, the here's the uh, let's see here. This is IMDb's uh, synopsis here, which is real short. But it says an American gymnast travels to a foreign country to compete in a deadly game not won by anyone other than than a native in more than 900 years. Which oh, here's a more of a better deal let's look over some summaries here the what nobody has a full synopsis on this uh i got to find some at least some fucking reviews or something on this this i mean this movie is fucking great all right well all right there's a little bit of a storyline thing here and it says jonathan cabot okay so he didn't go with his as his name is Kurt Thomas, but Jonathan Cabot is a champion gymnast, so he's playing himself. In the tiny yet savage country of Parmistan, <laughs> there is a perfect spot for a Star Wars site. Uh, fun fact, uh, they, uh, the podcast, How Did This Get Made? I'm pretty sure they did a Jim Cotta one, and it's pretty fantastic. But uh, it's perfect spot for a Star Wars site for the U.S. to get this site. They must compete in the brutal game. The government calls on Cabot, the son of a former operative, to win the game. Cabot must combine his gymnastic skills of the West with fighting secrets of the East and for Jim Cutter. And uh, there's a great scene, like, because, again, he's like this... I mean, he was. He was a fucking... Uh, a gymnast. Uh, very well a very good gymnast and it mixed like g- gymnastics with karate like at the beginning he's walking on his hands uh, down a set of stairs and like the big epic fight like what the my favorite fight scene the most epic one to me is later in the movie he is uh <laughs> out in the middle of nowhere in this parmistan this made up fucking country they got uh which I'm pretty sure that's made up but <laughs> um and uh, there's a sawhorse, a gymnastics like sawhorse thing, and he jumps on that. And of course, all these people come running at him to attack him while he's on the sawhorse, and he's like spinning around the sawhorse, kicking everybody. It's fantastic, some fantastic shit. But this is, uh, oh, I don't know if I agree with this. This is uh, from 2002. There was uh, by James Jones 01-1 here. Um, my people. So bad, it's hilarious. I first saw this movie with three friends at a theater in Norman, Oklahoma when it first came out. Aside from the four of us, the usher was in the theater and the projectionist too. They should have gotten combat pay. Oh, come on, man. movie was great. <laughs> the U.S. government goes to a gymnast to get him to train for and participate in the game in decathlon come obstacle course held each year in the tiny country of Parmistan. The four of us immediately decided its major export was Parmesan cheese. Uh, The Khan Khan of Parmistan grants each winner a favor, and the U.S. wants our hero to ask pretty please to let the U.S. put some kind of radar installation in Parmistan to support SDI. Our hero agrees. After all, his dad mysteriously disappeared in Parmistan. Our hero gets some help from the Khan's daughter, who turns out to be the only citizen of Parmistan who looks even vaguely Asian. <laughs> there are people who want to stop him, though fortunately every place our hero is in danger, there happens to be a convenient piece of gymnastic equipment that he can leap onto and kick some enemy behind. It even comes pre-powdered so his hands won't slip. They think of everything. A high point of the film is the Khan himself and his pronouncements from the balcony. When in the theater uh, swore up and down that Mel Brooks was playing the Khan, he always uttered some non-English interjection that we promptly forgot. Update, it's Yakmala, replacing with Oof Da when imitating him during and after the film and following it up with My People. 
Uh, I recommend this in a double feature with Phenomenal and the Mask of Tutankhamen. Think you need an abdominizer? Nope, just watch these two movies. Is that all the reviews? Oh, there's other reviews. I fucking love that movie, man. <laughs> I love the cat. The uh, headline for this one. This is from El Dangeroso in uh, 2003. He writes, uh, The Parmistani are a proud people. <laughs> the uh, best thing about Jim Cod is that it takes itself very seriously. Actual men and women worked on this film with no intention of creating a hysterically abominable failure. Yet despite a premise that fails to produce anything beyond derisive laughter, the project somehow landed financing. Highlights include the con of Parmistan, a man who looks like Albert Einstein with Carl Levin's comb over. The town of the crazies. Oh yeah, that's where like the crazy shit, like that's the big battles happen in the towns of cr- town of crazies. It's a village of criminally insane people. A man who severs his own hand for no apparent reason in the aforementioned town. A man also in that town who wears a cloak with a back cut out to reveal his buttocks. I don't remember that bit. Uh, The oft-repeated location, Carabal on the Caspian Sea. The title card that lets us know when we've arrived at Carabal on the Caspian Sea. Princess Rubali and her odd fascination with cutlery. A man named Thorg who has been admired by the hero since Munich. An actual line of dialogue that refers to a nightmare in hell. The five punch, forward slash, kick sound effects that get recycled beyond believability. A character who presumably fell to his death in a gaping barren canyon only to have his fall broken by some trees. The random placement of gymnastics apparatuses, which, again, like the the last guy I mentioned that, I, I had said about, I mean, it does. It's just, it, that that is some pretty funny shit. <laughs> the complete lack of uh, resolution to numerous dangling plot line plot points. Uh, Kurt Thomas's wardrobe and haircut. It was the 80s, man. It was the 80s. Chillax. The men working at the salt mines who just poke a large pile of refined salt with hose. Also, we get the privilege of seeing a shadowy government agent push away a gymnastics groupie who tries to get too close to a post-dismount Kurt Thomas. If you happen across this movie, you must watch it. Jim Cotta stands as an example of what happens when no one offers a dissenting opinion anywhere in the filmmaking process. This is a technique that was later revealed in Joel Schumacher's Batman and Robin. <laughs> Jim Cotta fulfills every expectation you may have of a film combining gymnastics and ninjutsu. Plenty of gymnastics, plenty of ninjutsu. ninjutsu. See it with a friend and enjoy its many failures. All hail Jim Cotta. I like their review. That's good stuff. Uh, oh, whoa, shit. I was going to stop on their reviews, but I uh, for, we're going to re- read this uh, J.P. Marat one here. It's one of the greatest bad movies of all time. I met Kurt Thomas at a gymnastics uh, event in 1992. First thing I said to him was, Jim Cotta? It is probably not difficult to imagine the look that came over the poor man's face at that point, but I love Jim Cotta. We used to watch it for its tremendous entertainment value as an all-time great bad movie. My own personal favorite parts are the pommel horse in the medieval lunatic asylum. You're fucking right, dude. The guy saying, there is some anti-American sentiment going on around or going around here immediately before being shot with an arrow and of course the Yakmala war cry of Parmistan oh yeah the four or five repetitions of Karabal uh, on the Caspian Sea before the place is shown with just that as the caption on the screen Yakmala indeed JP Marat la mieux du pupel or something that effect I don't know what he's got written there that's uh, the guy's name apparently I mean I fucking love that movie if if you like some cheesy 80 movie, 80s movies, like, fucking watch Jim Cotta. But, yeah, unfortunately, Kurt Thomas uh, died at the age of 64. He had a stroke. <laughs> it was Friday he checked out. But, uh... <laughs> oh, I need to watch that movie again sometime, man. That, that movie is fucking fantastic. I forgot to mention last week, too, that uh, Predator Hunting Grounds, they, uh... They had released a the maybe I had mentioned it briefly, but they released their first uh, bit of 
DLC, which was a paid DLC where you uh, can play as Dutch from the original Predator, that is Arnold Schwarzenegger. And, uh, of course, Arnold voiced the character, so you can play as Dutch on the fire team. And now, if you're unfamiliar with the game, you when you're the Predator or the fire team, you can... Uh, with the D-pad, pull up a voice menu where there's different things you can say. And, uh, of course, you can make Arnold say, Get the chopper! Which, I always play as Dutch now, when I play. And I have to make sure that, at the beginning, I tell everybody to get to that fucking chopper. <laughs> Even though that's what you do at the very end. I mean, you gotta complete your tasks first, but, like, Get the chopper! No, get the chopper! But uh, yeah, it's it's it is a uh, must. There is a that is definitely uh, also uh, like I immediately felt uh, bad for doing this afterwards. Like man, I just wasted some money. But there was uh, a sale on the PlayStation Network, and one of the things on sale was Tekken Seven. And I just really don't care for fighting games anymore. I used to be really big into the fighting games. Loved uh, Mortal Kombat back in the day, and Street Fighter, Tekken, and Soul Calibur, and like that. But like I played the shit out of them. And now it's just like it's just seems so repetitive to me now. And button mashing, like you don't have to. <sighs> I mean, you can be skilled at a fighting game and stuff, and like learn the combos, but and be better at them. But man, it's just. <laughs> It is, uh, it's not great for me anymore. Like, I just don't enjoy it like I did. And, but I saw Tekken 7 was on sale. So I got Tekken 7. And the selling point for me was Negan. I wanted to, so I could just play this fucking Negan. Uh, but, uh, so I did that. And also, there is the Tekken Bowl. The ultimate Tekken Bowl is a downloadable content. So I bought the game and that and the season pass, uh, second season pass, so I could get uh, the, uh, get the, yeah, to get all that. The Negan and the Tekken Bowl. And uh, the Tekken Bowl's fun, but not really worth the, <laughs> the extra money. And like the fighting game part of it, like, eh. And I really don't, I'm not too crazy with the the look of it. Of the Tekken. And I really like Tekken. The one fighting game I wish that would kind of make a comeback, which I don't think was even that uh, that big back when it uh, came out, but Star Wars uh, Masters of the Terrace Kai, I think is what it's called. Uh, or Terrace Kazi. Is what it, uh, I don't know how you pronounce that. Uh, it is... Uh, it was uh, on the PlayStation, the original PlayStation had come out in 1997. And, uh, of course, I mean, you could fucking play as Darth Vader and shit. And, uh, this is, uh, wait, they don't have much description on here. This is off of StarWars.Fandom.com. It's LucasArts short description here. The 3D fighting game genre fulfills its ultimate destiny with Star Wars Masters of Tarascazi. Intense one-on-one. Also, it has the umlauts for some reason <laughs> above the A's. Um, it's an intense one-on-one combat experience for the Sony PlayStation. The story revolves around the mysterious Arden Lin, master of the ancient art of Tarascazi. She leads a group of the most feared champions of the Galactic Empire to eliminate the leaders of the Rebel Alliance. Join Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, Boba Fett, Princess Leia, Chewbacca, plus a few surprise characters in a Star Wars environment like you've never experienced. But, I mean, you got to use fucking lightsabers. And uh, Mara Jade, fucking Luke Skywalker's uh, wife, in, in uh, the, ex- the EU, the Extended Universe. Not apparently in canon, but uh, at least they haven't mentioned anything about it. And this is the prologue, Masters of Terrace Kazi. After the stunning defeat and loss of the Death Star hand of the Galactic Empire, the Empire demands drastic measures for a swift retribution against the Rebel Alliance. The Emperor calls upon the services of a mysterious young woman, Arden Lin, wives in the ways of the ancient and almost forgotten fighting art known as Terrace Kazi. 
Under the watchful eye of Darth Vader, Arden Lin is assigned the duty of limiting key members of the Rebel Alliance, and thus neutralizing the thorn in the Empire's side. But the Alliance hears of this threat, and they prepare for battle. And actually, I still have it. I think my PS3 can play PS1 games, so I, if I really wanted to, I could play the OG Masters of Tereskazi for some fucking reason. <laughs> Like, I'm li- there's uh, pictures you can scroll through. There's, like, kind of th- uh, gallery here. And uh, there is... <laughs> mixed in with pictures of this game, there are uh, George Washington fighting against uh, British. I don't know if that's supposed to be a specific British general uh, or not. But uh, I guess it's the American Revolutionary War here, and they've got lightsabers. <laughs> of course, the Brits, or the Sith here. And, uh, yeah. The just kind of mixed in there with uh, there's oh I guess this is just a bunch of pictures not necessarily related to the game it's just Star Wars shit that threw me off <laughs> it's off my game but that's a classic fighting game even if that came back though I probably just so burnt out on fighting games most of the days I, I just end up playing like some kind of FPS just because I can get on and play for a little bit because I don't have that much time to play video games at the moment for a long time. I still love, you know, RPGs are, you know, close to my heart. I mean, Final Fantasy VII. I saw that there was a good mod on uh, Final Fantasy VII, like the original, not the remake, but there's a, a mod that makes it look a lot better. And apparently they've added some stuff to make it a lot fucking harder. And, uh, it's, uh, it looks tight. looks solid. looks like maybe it's a little too difficult. But since, you know, I've played the original Final Fantasy VII, like, an obscene amount that, like, going through and beating it is not a real big deal. That and also, like, I grind on there. I will grind early on and get my characters to max out way before, you know, way before the end where it was like, you know, disc two or disc three, basically. If you're familiar, I believe it was four discs on the original PlayStation. But uh, this new version, see, it sounds like it's fucking hard. Mm. Definitely uh, need to check that out if I ever get a minute. Oh, oh man. Shooting pain in my neck, don't know what that's all about. I think I'll survive, though. <clears throat> I wish I would have uh, brought my water over here, and uh, but I didn't do that. That was uh. <laughs> oh, also uh, one of the things I I did get around to watching uh, Space Force. Like it had its moments. It wasn't as good as I was hoping. Like it was, you know, uh, Steve Carell of course is in it. John Malkovich and uh, one of the co-creators of The Office is also by it's by uh, I can't don't recall his name. But uh, it's him and Steve Carell that created uh, Space Force. There's some really funny moments in there. There's stuff with the uh, the chimp. There's a, a chimp and a dog. And that stuff's pretty great. I, I, I did enjoy the chimp. And uh, that that that's good. And there's uh, some weird shit going on with Lisa Kudrow, his, his wife in the uh, series. It turns out she's in jail, but they never uh, let you know why she's in jail. <laughs> I guess that's a bit of a spoiler. Uh, but, uh, man, I could... See, right about now, I'd be, like, going on vacation. This would be the time, like, I would, I'd be hitting Ireland, probably. I was, like, really planning on going back to Ireland this year, and that's not happening. But, damn, I, I still just... I've got that, got that itch to uh, want to travel and... Uh, Nothing, nothing uh, anywhere near in the future uh, seems like a, a good idea. Um, hopefully, you know, I, I imagine if I live long enough, I'll get back to it. Hopefully, at least I at least I got those uh, moments already. You know, I have some stories from from doing that shit. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I'm looking up some stuff on the internet. It's hard for me to talk and read at the same time. Uh, but yeah, it was SpaceX. They fu- I did watch uh, 
a little bit of the uh, SpaceX launch. Speaking of Space Force and seeing uh, the astronauts there go into space. I don't know how I feel about their suits. It's supposed to be real stylish and everything. I think they look kind of cheesy. A bit cheesy. Uh, there's a... Uh, you know, it sucks, man. Like, with the... There's just not as much new content for a lot of things coming out because of the whole pandemic thing. Is really... Uh, I mean, the whole pandemic just sucks altogether. Oh, shit. I thought Tom Jones died. I was like, shit, he's 80. Look back. Not dead yet. Fred Willard, too, passed away, man. Shit. Everybody seems to be dying. But Fred Willard was old. There's, uh... I don't know now what I need to do I need to look up to see if uh, good old Mandalorian is still coming out uh, season 2 is still coming out this uh, I believe it was October they were originally going to say what the fuck it didn't uh There we go. Computer's acting a little, uh... There, let's see what John Favreau... I, I've been trying to avoid, like, all the updates on their casting and such because I feel like they've been ruining possible plot lines, and I really just want to be surprised when I hear it. Um, let's see, this is on Collider. Uh, John Favreau was given a much-needed update on where The Mandalorian Season 2 is at in its production timeline. We've been getting fun Mandalorian casting updates by the metric ton in recent months, including... Yeah, we didn't need to go over that. Um, but, uh, but even amidst all of the casting news, fans are most likely champ- chomping at the bit. They, uh typo there. It's champing, not chomping, but a uh, bit to know. The Mandalorian Season 2 is still on schedule to de- debut later this year amidst production shutdowns due to coronavirus ex- uh, concerns. Favreau, an executive producer on The Mandalorian, was able to give some insight to those concerns during a jam-packed virtual panel at the ATX Television Festival. Uh, in response to where in the production timeline the show was, Favreau offered up, we were lucky enough to have finished photography before the lockdown. Lockdown. Thanks to how technology for Lucasfilm and ILMR, we have been able to do all of our visual effects and editing and post-production remotely through systems that have been set up by those companies for us. Favreau's comments seem to confirm The Mandalorian Season 2 is indeed on track to premiere in October. In addition to confirming the Disney Plus show's production schedule, Favreau also shared a vague but still intriguing tease on the vibe of the new season, telling Mandalorian virtual panel host Anthony... Bresnikan season two will feel more like a continuation of season one, mostly due to the rigors of the TV schedule. The Mandalorian executive producer was also joined by a handful of season one's episode directors, including Rick Fumuyiwa. I Famuyiwa. Shit, I can't pronounce the name very well. Taika Waititi. That's my that's my man right there. Love Taika. Deborah Chow and Bryce Dallas Howard. At one point, Waititi quipped his Star Wars movie was all finished. I'm done was then followed up with Chow giving an update on the Obi-Wan Kenobi Star Wars spinoff series she's helming. Well, that's good. That's good stuff. Uh, We have a little more to do than that, but we are in development still. I didn't. Taika uh, likes to, you know, joke around and stuff. I'm like, I don't know if I believe that his movie's done. I mean, they just announced he had a fucking movie. But, uh, man, I hope it'd be great to see Taika's movie before too long. That that can't be. It's done. <laughs> I don't. I don't believe that. Uh, let's see here. The, ooh, man. I don't know if I want to click on this. There's a Netflix. Uh, Netflix just canceled two of its best new shows. Oh, I yeah, see two shows I don't don't really watch. There's a uh, V Wars and October Faction. I can't really speak to that. I don't really uh don't really know any of that. There's a, yeah, but, uh, yeah, these articles on here, the, totally, uh, (laughs) I 
I've gone through like a spider web here. Like I've clicked on one thing and it just leads to like four other pages popping up and that's uh really annoying. No, don't don't allow. I don't want your damn all these uh, notifications. Like I don't want you guys to notify me of anything. We got this covered.com. I don't think I'll ever probably go on the site again. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> it's about this this particular one's about uh Johnny Depp's uh, movie uh where he plays John Dillinger, the pu- public enemies, is uh, owning Netflix right now. There's not much to the article. And I thought it, maybe I'd seen it before and I watched it. I did recently watch that on Netflix because Netflix was really pumping that movie. Then every time I opened it, it was like, public enemies. So, and it was trending. So I uh, I had to watch it. I was like, fuck, I, I've seen this. But I continued to watch it. I was like, it's an okay movie. It's okay. Not Johnny Depp at his best, but it's all right. Here's a, another article on Collider talking about Space Force, and it says, uh, "Let's talk." The co-creator is uh, Greg Greg Daniels. That's that's the fellow's name, and uh, it says here, "If you thought an A-list ensemble of Space Force had just assembled for a one and done, you thought wrong." I didn't think that, but anyway, the high-profile Netflix comedy series was created by Steve Carell, the Office showrunner Greg Daniels which was pedigree enough before you add in actors like John Malkovich, Benny Schwartz, Lisa Kudrow, and Jane Lynch. I love me some Schwartz. Jane Lynch is pretty good, too. Uh, co-starring opposite Carell. Uh, this is a top-tier level talent in a half-hour comedy series that follows the general task with leading the brand-new titular branch of the military and finding its purpose. And uh, But will there be a Space Force Season 2 after all? Limited series are all the rage right now, given that they allow incredibly busy actors to commit to a single season of a show before moving on to something else. Fortunately for us, Daniel and uh, Carell have many more stories in mind for Space Force, and during a recent interview with Collider, Daniels revealed that preliminary work on Space Force Season 2 has already begun, despite the fact that Netflix hasn't officially renewed the series just yet. So that uh, sounds like there will be a second season. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, uh, I mean, it, it has its moments. Like, there's some good stuff to it. I feel like if they really get another season or two in and they're like, they'll probably really uh, build on it and make it better. You know? I feel like they were just trying to kind of find their footing and uh, didn't know, you know, a lot of times it early on shows they don't know exactly where they want to go with stuff and uh characters haven't been fleshed out real well like Seinfeld was doing poorly until like the end of the third season or when the third season started where they could really uh, a lot of people just didn't like it until then like they found their their way they found the way the Mandalorian and not every show gets a chance you know if it does poorly enough in the beginning and then uh they won't uh, see the, the light of day but Steve Carell is a big star, you know, and uh, The Office was a big show, so they'll pro- I would assume like, they'll probably get a second season. I w- man, I would like to see like The Witcher season too. That Witcher season one was pretty good. Like I'm assume I would assume that's going to get a second uh, second season. As uh, <clears throat> oh yeah, here's one on The Witcher season two release date. Witcher just says a 2021. I don't see it like a s- no more specifics than that. Possibly August, but no. Uh, as of right now, no concrete date. Uh, I wonder if we'll ever see. You know, I'm also wondering. Like I haven't seen much Walking Dead in a bit. Uh, um, not move. I wanted movie had the eye in there I thought uh I man I fucking love that no this is an old article I'm seeing if I had any this is in December of 2019 so pre-pandemic so I'm not gonna be able to get much off there I need something now something newer he's supposed to be getting a movie damn it there is a no, eh. 
You know, just like a Walking Dead. Maybe it'll be like the Breaking Bad movie, uh, where it just appears and nobody, because uh, that fucking came out of nowhere. The El Camino, like that was pretty awesome. Although, almost wish like they, like I knew like they had, had said that they were going to make a Walking Dead movie to kind of sell, say where Jesse went, and then you didn't hear anything about it for, you know, like two years or whatever it was. And not a fucking peep, and then all of a sudden, like, hey, the movie's out. <laughs> on Netflix like holy shit uh oh well here's a May 11th thing the Walking Dead producers uh producer gives update on Rick Grimes movie this is on uh digitalspy.com here there's a Walking Dead season 10 in actual real life as we know it may have been brought to a halt by the coronavirus pandemic which we still haven't seen the last episode of season 10 at least this period of lockdown has given the producers some time to think about the Rick Grimes movie in the first of three films the franchise will explore what happened to Andrew Lincoln's character after he exploded on a bridge and apparently didn't die now producer and director of makeup effects extraordinaire Greg Nicotero fucking legend that man has worked on some great films I believe he even worked on Pulp Fiction I mean he's uh, him and Tom Savini some great guys behind special effects man but uh, he has provided an update on the development of Scott Gimple's movie Universe. Uh, from what I understand, Mr. from Mr. Gimple, the script is well underway. I've looked at a couple of early drafts, but I haven't seen anything lately. But from what I understand, they're digging away at it, Nicotero told Sci-Fi. One thing about this kind of situation, situation is people that work at home, you know, writers, they're able to take advantage of this time, and it's a good time. I have a feeling that when people push the play button again, there's going to be a lot of material that's going to be ready to go because everyone's getting scripts and getting stuff just right to the point where they can get it ready before you start shooting. Yet I think there's going to be a lot of busy people, hopefully hopefully in a few weeks. <laughs> uh, well, that's like I've heard, I mean, there's a lot of people writing stuff. So, I mean, that is like a, a, a plus that once lockdowns are like gone, then uh, like there's going to be all kinds of shit to film like I mean there's Mallrats 2 script that Kevin Smith I talked about that several weeks ago that he was hard at work writing the Mallrats 2 script and he was writing the pl- uh, the pandemic not the, I was going to say the plague but uh, <laughs> the pandemic in there um, but uh, you know that's one thing I need to I was excited about the uh, Negan part in Tekken 7 because, like, uh, I've seen in, like, trailers for when Negan came out is that they had the the scene from uh, The Walking Dead where uh, he's got everybody kneeled to the ground and he's doing the eeny, meeny, miny, mo shit with the baseball bat, Lucille, and uh, but it's the Tekken characters. <laughs> I honestly, I just got the game for that. That's why I fucking got it. I wanted to... <laughs> I wanted to give that scene. That's, I haven't played like the main. I've just played arcade battle as far as fights go. I'm hoping if I play the main story and stuff, maybe I'll get some scenes of Negan like doing that shit. I know he does come out of his trailer and stuff like before fights. Some on some of the scenes, like he does in the in the show on there. But uh, but yeah, I wish it did look a little bit better. The graphics are not as good as I was hoping for Tekken Seven. I tell you what, though, those fucking characters are definitely jacked on steroids. Like, every one of them is just, like, fucking... <laughs> like, you see those guys that do nothing, just, like, do nothing but just, like, constantly mainline droids to where their body is so disformed. Like, that is, like, every te- Tekken character except for, like, the women and Negan. <laughs> I mean, well, some of the guys aren't aren't super jacked, like, but, I mean, there's, like, Hihachi and, uh... Like all that, they're just like fucking insanely huge. And I, I haven't perfected my Tekken Bowl techniques on the Ultimate Tekken Bowl yet. Like when Tekken Tag came out on PlayStation Two, it was like possibly my favorite game on PlayStation Two. But I don't know, there was some good stuff. I mean, you did have Metal Gear Solid Two. That game was pretty fantastic. But I played the shit out of Tekken Tag on PlayStation Two back when I still really enjoyed fighting games. But it, I probably played Tekken Bowl more than I did, like, just, like, uh, the Tekken Tag part. And, uh, I got quite good at that. I could roll off some perfect games on that, on that, like, a beast. I used, uh, I guess it was Jack all the time. I used, like, the bigger characters that could just fucking annihilate the pins and throw, like, 60 miles an hour with the, (laughs) the bowling ball. 
which is what I've reverted back to on doing this. It seems like the play style is pretty much the same as the original Tekken Bowl. Uh, they did add a couple elements. There is the uh, striker mode, where uh, instead of just bowling 10 frames like you normally would, you can, uh, the way it's set up, you start with four or five balls, and uh, if you get a strike, you don't lose a ball. But if you get anything other than a strike, you lose a ball, and if you get a strike when the they load up Hihachi pins where it's just Hihachi's head as pins. Like every so often, like so many times, like they put the Hihachi pins out there. You get a strike on that, you get an extra ball. And then there's times where it puts out like a, there's a spare you got to pick up, like a 310 spare or whatever. There's like different ones. I guess it probably gets harder as you go along. And uh, if you pick that up, then you get an extra ball. So, I mean, it can continue on and you get like a fuck ton of points. But it's it's almost like playing zombies in Call of Duty where it's just like nonstop shit. I, uh, I've only played that a little bit. I was like, oh, fuck. I, I almost feel like I've I got to start losing. As soon as I started getting a little good at it, I'm like, fuck, this may never end. Because <laughs> you keep getting strikes. and it's. Uh, but I use like uh, Gigas or Gigas, whatever. However you say his name, I think it's Gigas. He's just a massive dude, and he can throw the ball really fast <laughs> and hard. I don't try to spin it. I don't. I just try to get it straight and fucking just get a strike, man. That's all I try to do. I tried bowling with Negan, and he's just not that good. Not that good, Negan. I was all right with him, but he's not the greatest. And uh, But, yeah, that game, second bowl can be entertaining. Still, I feel like I didn't need to spend that money on that. Like, I <laughs> should really be, you know, more careful with my money considering the current situation of things right now. <clears throat> but sometimes you, you need some entertainment. As, uh, you know, times are a little, little crazy at the moment. A little crazy. There was, uh, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull this up. On YouTube, this YouTuber uh, I watch a little bit here and there, uh, Julie uh, Nolke. She's had some uh, some good videos about. Uh, she's she's pretty funny. Like she, all of her stuff's pretty funny, but uh, she's had a couple of videos now on like talking to her uh, <laughs> talking to her past self about uh, the pandemic and. Uh, the, it's funny she had she's had two videos now where she talked about the the first one uh <laughs> was uh her in April talking to like uh her in like February or something like that and where now she's talking to the one from April and here I'll I'll play some of that it's good stuff or shit wait a minute I won't play that just yet I don't have my sound connected that usually helps usually there's a she is an entertaining one though there's definitely I watch fuck ton of YouTube man that is like my because I I usually have to watch things like five six minutes so I'll just pull up a quick YouTube video get a little entertainment you know oh hey who are you I'm Julie from June oh crazy I just got finished explaining how nuts everything is gonna be to the Julie in January <laughs> that's nice <laughs> so crazy for her eh Gosh, that was fun. The look on her face. <laughs> Wasn't that so fun when I went back in time? I think uh, I advised myself to buy stock ride. up on toilet paper. <laughs> Which I think she did that in the first video. Yeah, she did. What what is your what does your face look like that? Why do you why do you look like that? So do you want the good news or the bad news? No, no, no. Mm. What come on. I, I don't I don't know. That uh, what do you think? Well, uh... There's not a whole lot of good news. I'm just trying to think of where you're at. April, April, April. You're quarantined. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in isolation, which hasn't... It hasn't been that bad. Have you hit the bread-making phase? Yeah. I, I'd <laughs> say so. I have my own sourdough starter. I didn't make any bread. I never did that. Of course, I never stopped working, so... It's pretty crazy about the whole coronavirus, No, I had those weeks hey? where it was just two weeks. What? The pandemic. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much the thought now. Is that We've not forgotten it. top of mind? Have you hit the murder hornets yet? Huh. <laughs> murder hornets. 
That's not a real thing. <laughs> Murder hornets? Murder hornets! Wow, really? Oh, okay, sit down. Wow. We're fucking doing murder hornets. No, no, not me. Sit down. I heard murder horns were nothing. Are yeah, people no. injecting Lysol? <laughs> Look, can we just do, <laughs> let's just do some good news. You know, I can really, oh, I can really use some good news. <laughs> oh, she wants good news. Okay, yeah, yeah, sure. We'll do the, we'll do the good news here. Uh... Oh, uh, verdicts in on the masks. Turns out, wear them. Well, that's great. Well, not because, around here. You know, there's like been they... some mixed messaging. Two astronauts went to the space station. That's exciting. Yeah, lucky fucks. Okay. Oh, Betty Way was <laughs> trending. No. No. <laughs> Turns out she's perfectly fine. Oh, thank God. <sighs> I feel like as soon as we say that, not so much. She's in her 90s. Oh, th that's it. That's it? <laughs> What? But people must be coming together and, and staying united. Uh, people have been protesting the quarantine with assault rifles. What? Yeah, I think it's this like 5G thing. I really don't understand that. <laughs> oh, that's ridiculous. Shouldn't the police be involved with that? You know, <laughs> don't they have a responsibility to protect and serve the health and well-being of every single little citizen? Why are you doing that with your hand? Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. How bad does it get? Shit hits the fan. Yeah, you might say that. But if I'm being honest, it's always been bad. It just hits a boiling point. You can't tell me what happens? No. <laughs> but a lot happens. A lot. I feel like if future me so from just a couple months from now, it's like it's be like well, the same thing. Grim and infuriating and feels overwhelming. If I'm here to give you advice, it would be to say you, we, us are a person of privilege and it's part of our job to use our voice. That's a responsibility we have. You don't have to wait for a crisis to step up. We can't change the past, but we can certainly help make the future better. Okay. No, oh, here we go. This is good stuff oh, right here. Oh, it's just a Twitter headline. Monkey steals COVID blood samples in a Planet of the Apes style heist and cannibal rats in New York. <laughs> oh, that you know, her, her past self was freaking out. Yeah, that was just... What the f <laughs> yeah, that headline. Just like it, it didn't really get much... Uh... Had that headline popped out like a month ago, it would have been a big deal. Now it was just kind of like a side note. Monkey stealing COVID samples. Uh, yeah, I don't know what I, uh, <laughs> I'd say to myself from like a month ago. It's like, uh, man, <laughs> at least you're alive. <laughs> uh, hopefully uh, things get better at some point. There's, uh, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah. There's, uh, apologize for the noise in the background. There's, uh, that's a air compressor of some sort. But, uh, yeah. There was something else I was going to talk about, and it's gone. It is real fucking gone. And, uh, <clears throat> I know that, uh, let's see here. If yeah, if you like watching a lot of YouTube videos, though, Julian Oakley's got some good stuff. There's a uh, yeah, I've been watching a lot of shit about World War Two here. Apparently, that's on my feet a lot. <laughs> uh, always been a fan of uh, I don't know about a fan, but I've always uh, been interested in World War Two and the history of it from like uh, the whole the whole thing. <clears throat> I think I've always just liked the look of it too, just like the what people wore and stuff. Like there's just the style, of World War Two. It's an interesting thing. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I don't have a whole lot more to talk about. I know that uh, 409 episode 409 is coming up. This is I guess again 4 407. 
So there's two more episodes. Uh, I at this point I am not going to drink 409. That is like while we are recording episode 409. Maybe, maybe uh, Shelley will do that, but uh, I I will not. I will not. Sorry to disappoint. I almost feel it was like I was going to tease me consuming 409, but that uh, I'm going to opt out on that one. <laughs> maybe I could just buy some 409 and then like I don't know clean the desk oh I just cleaned it earlier it's pretty clean didn't use 409 though 409's you know where it's at Though I was always more of a scarfing bubbles guy As, uh, I didn't use that to clean my desk I just got some shit from Walgreens I've had forever works good it's all that matters it's clean. As far as I know, there's no coronavirus there. So, we're good. Uh, yeah, I guess that's really uh, really all that I have. Um, you know, stay safe. And if, and if you go protest, you know, try to wear a mask and be somewhat careful. Because uh, there is still a virus out there. And, uh, you know, hopefully... Uh, things turn around for us uh, in the coming months and uh, for everybody and uh, as always that's a kid in a wheelchair not a trash can